Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religion, Regimes and Refugees and Their Multicultural Mess. Uh, thank you for joining in today and I really appreciate your time. As you know, we, we look at religions, how they were originally empires, regimes, and how they created refugees and refugees for the last 3,000 years or more. And and unless you understand the historical basis beyond this, all these political empires and regimes um, have converted, very conveniently converted themselves into, um, in, into religions now and expect us to believe that their blood-stained um, you know, history is is worth more than two cents. But if you look at the history, it, it you know tells you very clearly these are full fledged regimes, and what they've told us are inconvenient truths. So we talked about the Taj Mahal, how it was not uh, built by uh, by the Mughal emperor, uh, and this was colonized, and and then after now made into Islamic. Similarly, with the uh, Similarly, with the Bon Jesu in uh, Cathedral or Basilica in um, in in Goa. So I'm just going to take a look at historical facts of uh, the Arab Islamic Arab invasion of North Africa and the Iberian Peninsula, and we'll go to um, historical um, footnotes and historical places that have been colonized by the Islamic Arabs and, and the invasion. So let's start uh, from 665 AD uh, to 689 AD onwards. Arabs conquered almost all of the territory of Egypt to present-day Mauritania. Um, in 670, the city of Kairoun in Tunisia fell, 150 kilometers from modern-day Tunis. Kairoun would then become the capital of the Islamic province of Ifri Ifri Ifriqiya. Uh, compri comprising parts of modern-day Libya, Tunisia, and Algeria. In 689 AD, modern-day Morocco and Mauritania had fallen. By 709 AD, all of North Africa was under Arab Islamic control, divided into three provinces. Egypt ruled out of Al-Fustat, Ifriqiya ruled out of Kairoun, and Maghreb ruled out of Tangiers. Uh, this period also saw civil war uh, among Arab chieftains and governors on the Arabian Peninsula and a quick succession of caliphs. The fallout of this internal struggle at their home base translated to barbaric warfare among the Arabs' invaders and local Berber tribes for control of North African provinces. Once the Arab internal struggle among the governors ended in 692, they resumed their struggle for control of North African dominions. An important point to note is that Arabs are desert people. However, part of North Africa, from modern-day Tunisia right up to southern Morocco, almost up to Mauritania, is mountain country. So Arab, desert Arabs, cannot invade mountain territories. Why it would have been easier for the desert Arabs to colonize Egypt, Libya, and parts of Tunisia, it would have been very, very difficult for the Arabs to control and maintain their control over the dominions of North Africa that form part of the Atlas Mountains. The Arabs would have been slaughtered, so they had to associate with local Berber tribes on the ground. This meant only one thing, finding tribes who were marginalized, kept out of power, and stitching together a coalition. 
putting their best foot forward and promising them land, titles, money, and so on. Um, this is what every empire undertakes to gain a foothold in the region. It's called fourth generation warfare, and it's a very old tactic. The, Ber Ber the Berber tribes with whom they would have associated with would have been the tribes who were not Latinized and not Christianized, as the Roman Empire was the last empire, and Visigoths were pretty much the empires uh, that existed prior to uh, prior to uh, the Islamic Arabs invading. So these tribes associated, allied with the Islamic Arab tribes in name only, but not without getting something in return for their strategic alliance. They kept their Berber culture, language, traditions without falling Islamic ideology to avoid dimitude and subsequent Arabization of their people. So on the Iberian, once they, they conquered this land, once they formed an alliance with the Berber tribes, then the goal was to conquer Iberia, which was uh, a place of trade and, and commerce, green uh, lands, mountains. Um, so on the Iberian Peninsula, the Visigoth kings ruled the land, led by the Visigoth Emperor Roderick. Unknown to most people, the Visigoths were Central Asian Huns, and they invaded, they moved westwards and invaded the Iberian Peninsula. They were only about 1-2% of the population, but the bulk of the Euro population was Europeans mixed with Berbers for thousands of years through migration and trade. Uh, the Iberian Peninsula was formed by people who were part Phoenician, Cartesian, Ro Roman, um, and Berber. All were citizens of the many empires that passed by. Uh, this, by the 7th century, the Visigoth kingdom was in turmoil with massive internal strike. The Emperor Roderick is said to have been handling the strife very well. Sorry, not have been handling the strike very well. One of the stories that makes its round says the Emperor Roderick raped the daughter of the governor of the fortress of Ch uh, Quita, uh, Count Julian, and he was so furious that he sent the Arab general Musa a request uh, to come and help him and invade uh, the Visigoth kingdom um, and by forming an alliance the, with the Arabs, uh, the uh, Arab generals then invaded uh, the Iberian Peninsula. A siege led to Ber a Berber freed slave Tariq uh, Ibn Ziyad which completed the conquest of modern Spain and Portugal lasting seven centuries. Um, now to go back into history I just narrated, a very important point I would like to make is that the distortions of history by religious colonial powers uh, have been taken as granted by us. To start off with the invasion of the Tunisian city of Kairoun, um, it is said that the Islamic governor commissioned the original mosque, mosque upon the invasions of the city in 670 AD. So let me put it this way, okay? Until 632 AD, when the Prophet Muhammad was alive, the Ishmaelites were, for the most part, illiterate. There was no science. They were ignorant and formed part of the highly volatile desert Bedouins. All of a sudden, they were commissioning massive forts on foreign lands. All the while, in their own backyard, they did not construct anything. Look at the Mosque of Kairoun. 
in, in Tunisia. It was declared a UNESCO heritage site in 1988. Its architecture is completely Byzantine. Its dome, its main arch, its bell tower, now a minaret, its cylindrical center hall is all Byzantine. It's not Islamic. Islam, like Christianity and Judaism, does not have any architecture. They are purposely, they are supposedly divine ideologies, and the architecture consists of colonized monuments inherited from previous empires. A mosque is a Roman. Uh, um, the mosque in Cairo is a Roman Byzantine garrison fort built by the Berbers, the Cartesians, and enlarged by the Romans during their occupation. The engineering was Cartesian and Roman, woven with the design and artwork of the Berber tribes. Thus, the Cairo mosque was more likely like a Cartesian base prior to the Romans taking over. Um, so it's really a Roman garrison, a Cartesian garrison, um, and it was then taken over by the Islamic Empire. Um, one falsehood lies in the word Kairoun itself. Kairoun, or Al-Kairavan, itself means camps or place of arms. The encampment of Kairoun was a garrison city built by previous empires, hence this fort was most, more than likely Roman or Cartesian in, in construction. Um, establishment geopolitics. Always, always happens. Coming back to the Islamic um, colonization of modern-day Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, Islam says Berbers converted to Islam and submitted to God. It was not so simple. The Berber tribes were not at peace with each other. There was a lot of internal strife. There, was, there were those that formed part of the Roman Empire and some tribes who were not, meaning marginalized and left out of the lucrative power circle and economic benefits of trade and commerce. So the tribes who were not part of the Roman Empire were the tribes who associated the invading Arabs for more power and influence, they, thereby taking on the Islamic label and all the while keeping their culture and heritage and faith intact. So they allied with the Islamic empires, but they did not convert. Because in those days, people didn't convert, they had just allied with the empire. Uh, because the empires are dead, these religions has, have converted these alliances into conversion, proselytization. But they actually empires and all they did was ally. There was no conversion because they all believed in lineage. Um, so, under the ban of the new empire of Islam, um, they found a common ground and invaded the uh, Iberian Peninsula in 711 AD. Thus, while a few top generals were Arabs, the real invasion of the Iberian Peninsula was carried out by the Berbers. It was the Berber invasion of Spain under the banner of the Islamic Arabs and not vice versa. The desert Arabs would, not, would never be able to undertake such a mountainous operation alone. Once on the ground, the Visigoths were sent packing, the Berbers' tribes took over. However, their conflicts on the North African continent persisted and continued on the Iberian Peninsula. The Arabs were constantly putting out the fires. At the same time, the Visigoths would not have given up. They would have been constantly trying to get their territory back. 
So while the Muslim advance was uh, stopped in Poitiers in France in 723, the reconquesta of this Iberian Peninsula started itself in 718 AD. So uh, obviously this, the, the, the Visigoths, the, the Iberian Peninsula Visigoths were not going to give up. So even though the peninsula was ca was captured by the Romans, sorry, by the the by Islamic empires, they yeah, absolutely, the Visigoths tried to get it back. Um, so seven eighteen, they started back, um, and the Berbers were already known to the Europeans. Um, they were using all tricks in the books of bribing people, offering gold, money, governorships, and the Europeans, they were offering to the Europeans to, to, to get them onto their side, just very much like you have horse trading today in, in politics, you have horse trading in, in, in ancient empires, nothing has changed except the label. Um, and so, basically, this work on Kesta started very fast, and it has never been uh, peaceful. So uh, it's very clear that Islam says this uh, Iberian Peninsula was very, very peaceful under the banner of Islam is all a falsehood. There were, there was war and there was strife across the board. Um, and it's very, very important to say that. Um, Islam took over the empires in the meanwhile and the Islamic Arabs and started putting their stamp on it. But it was not so simple because these, the trade, the trade work and the traits of Visigoth architecture, Roman architecture, was still there. You cannot just put your brand on it and expect it to 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 be yours all in in one shot. Uh, for example, there exist horseshoe arches used for mosque cathedral architecture. Uh, supposedly Visigoth, but it's typical Roman Cartesian work. The same existed in Syria prior to Islam. So you will see horseshoe archers in, in Islamic architecture, uh, but it existed in prior to Islam, and it existed in the previous empires too. But Islam will not ever, ever accept that. They say, oh, no, they invented it, which is a falsehood. It's another one like the Taj Mahal. The dome above the mirab was created by Byzantine architects. Uh, all these domes that you see in, in Islamic mosques were actually Byzantine domes by Byzantine uh, Byzantium architects. The mihrab attached to the Qibla, um, that's also a pre-Islamic uh, concept. It doesn't belong to Islam. Uh, during the during Muhammad's time, neither and neither the time of the first four caliphs did the mihrab exist. The origin of the mihrab in Islamic architecture dates back to 707 AD during the Umayyad time, when the mosque of the Prophet in Medina was rebuilt. The Coptic Christian masons were employed for the construction of the Islamic mosque, where they may have drawn from the same design in Coptic churches for the design of the mihrab. An apse is an extension of the real wall, of the rectangular wall, usually a semicircular and roofed by a semicircular dome. Due to its powerful visual effect, it draws one's eye to, the, to itself and therefore was used in Roman temples to display the image of Roman deities and the Roman basilicas for the emperor's throne.
Um, you have this in ancient basilicas, ancient Roman churches. Mehrabs were also used in Jewish worship. If the construction of the um, Cordoba Mosque in Cordoba, Spain, commenced in 786, which is one of the biggest contentions of Islam, we built the mosque, they say, um, and Spain says, no, it, it's not a mosque, it, it was used as a mosque, but it was definitely uh, here prior to um, Islam invading. Um, they, they keep asking the, um, the Islamic people, the Muslim people in Spain, uh, that if it was it was commenced in 786, then did they not have the capacity to find the coordinates of the Qibla and the Mirab back then? Because all these Qiblas and Mirabs in um, in Spain, or the old Cordoba Mosque, it does not face Mecca. It does not face Mecca. And so it's very clear that these mosques, um, so-called so mosques, have been colonized just like the Taj Mahal. The Romans had the knowledge of the lunar solar calendars. The Berbers had it. 150 years after the Prophet died. You want me to believe that there was, they would not have had the direction to Mecca as yet? The artwork of the arches are Berber. The courtyard in the minaret uh, in the Cordoba Mosque is, is the clock tower of the church temple, which would have been used by the Romans when the structure was a temple. The mirab is sculpted by ornate Byzantine artwork. The artisans who created this were apparently sent by the Byzantine church in Constantinople. A gilded, some, a gilded dome soars high above the mirab, again, which has nothing to do with Islam and but Roman architecture. So you see, um, the Telltale signs of Islamic architecture, all pre-Byzantine, pre-Islamic um, architecture, and and exist uh, way way before um, Islam came to to uh, the region. Um, and so, how do they say that all of these is 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 their architecture? Uh, they have a habit of taking over, and this is also Christianity, very Abrahamic uh, concept. They take over other people's structures and, and pretend that it's theirs, and then cry genocide and, and, and victimhood, and oh my God, the big bad Hindu is coming. But all over the world, they have done the very same thing of taking over other people's structures. So just to go back to a mihrab in, in, in mosque, and you'll find it in all mosques, especially in ancient mosques, it means a niche in Arabic, but it's an Israelite concept. In a traditional Israelite home, and even in Jewish homes today, it is customary to mark the wall in the direction of the Mizra, or for proper Jewish prayer. So a Mizra is a Jewish prayer, and it's customary to mark the wall in the direction. People used to use artwork with, with writings from the scriptures to mark this direction. Uh, when the Islamic Empire took over, the Romans and the Byzantine palaces, they had niches in their walls to erect their deities and statues for worship. This was taken by Islamic invaders who rebranded the temples for their divine requirements. Um, so we'll go to the, 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 the Cordoba Mosque in, in Spain. Um, this so-called mosque cathedral was built on the banks of the Guadalquivir River. This means a watery river bank, which they would have to dig deep to maintain a foundation. 
no different from the Taj Mahal or the Badalgarh temple as it was known then. It takes a lot of time, it takes money. Islam says that it was the Islamic Umayyad legacy or the golden age of Islam. Well, sorry to bother you readers, but the Umayyads were not engineering nor architectural students. They were refugees. And the, the uh, caliph who, um, who ran away and sought refuge in, in, um, in the, in, on the Iberian Peninsula, he was a refugee. He fled the, he fled his, the trauma back home. Um, and so from where did he get the money to do all of this? Islam says, well, where did they get the design from? Besides, there were only a few Arabs who formed part of the ruling class uh, mentioned before. If there was any construction done, it would have been by the Berbers doing the hard work. Even today, Arabs in the Middle East don't do the hard work. Um, look at the cities being built by petrodollars in the Gulf. Um, it's mostly foreign expats who have built these cities, but not the Arabs. So why does Islam and ideology get credit for all the work done by the Berbers who had knowledge prior to the formation of Islam. So I will go to the Cordoba Mosque and I will give you another point of view. I came across an, an American professor called Marvin Mills who also shared an, a detailed reason why he did not believe the mosque, a church at Cordoba in Spain, had no reason to be attached to Islam, neither Christianity. He wrote a book upon it, and if you get a chance on Amazon, don't hesitate to call to uh, to buy it. One point, Mill, Professor Mills brings up in in is that he, the walls of the Cordoba Mosque Cathedral are astronomically aligned with the summer solstice. This was very common with all ancient architecture. They were built on the high energy fault lines. There were mathematical structures to understand the electromagnetic energy below. They were also built to replicate the cosmos. Thus, there were astronomical, astronomical metaphors. The architecture was supposed to tell a story of the cosmos, a cosmos that is the core of human existence. The Abrahamic religions are colonial, multinational empires. They do not offer us any knowledge in the terms of maths, science, archaeology, astronomy besides basic sun, moon, and the stars. This is definitely no engineering and physics to speak of. The reason given for the construction of the mosque was to accommodate a growing Islamic population. However, it's built outside the city limits. So why did they construct the mosque so far? Islam had to replicate the Kaaba of, of Mecca, which is also aligned with the cosmic orientation. They say, again, Islam, the Kaaba is a pre-Islamic monument. Uh, the Great Mosque of Damascus in Syria, also originally built as a temple dedicated to the deity Hadad, representing the god of storms and, and lightning. Remember the same Badalgar temple in India, now known as the Taj Mahal. It's, it replicates the Taj Mahal is the same as the great mosque in Damascus, built as a temple dedicated this, to the deity Hadad, representing the god of storms. Storm in, in Hindi, is in Urdu, is Badal, Badalgar, so the god of storms and lightning, now known as the Taj Mahal. Uh, the Romans converted it to the Temple of Jupiter, the Christians to a church dedicated to the St. John of Baptist, 
And under the Umayyad Caliph al-Walid, Islam says Damascus church was demolished and, and the present mosque was built in 706 and 7, to 715. The Christians were given compensation, strikingly similar rhetoric. So the same way Islam says they bought, they bought the place, built, put it down and built a mosque. But there is no proof of the mosque being built, of, of the old temple being bought down. which is exactly what happened to the Taj Mahal. Uh, there is no proof that it was brought down because in the olden days you don't build, you don't bring something down. It's too expensive to build it, it takes too much of time. What they do is add layers around it, layers, and they put support beams. So when you see support beams outside an ancient temple, ancient mosque, ancient church, you know very clearly that there was a structure here, it was not brought down, and it was just reinforced, very much like the Bon Jesus Cathedral uh, Basilica in Goa. If you look at the Cordoba Mosque in 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 uh, in Spain, there are support structures. That means there was a temple here before, and and the support structures were added to reinforce it. No one, nowhere does Islam say that it puts the re the support structures. That means this temple, this church was already existing, was never brought down, if not the support structures would not have been there. If it was a new temple, it was a new mosque, there would not have been support structures outside the Cordoba temple. It would never have existed. They would have built from scratch. Um, and that is something that they do not tell you. Um, now, another important fact of the mosque cathedral at, at uh, Cordoba uh, is the Hoshu Ark. Okay? Islam likes to say that the Arabs invented and promoted this architectural moral marvel, which then became the mainstay of OP European architecture. However, this too is a falsehood. Hoshu Ark first appears on the Indian subcontinent at the Ajanta Caves in Maharashtra around 400 to 480 BCE. Arches are mathematical metaphor and comes from the Vedic maths and science. It then travels to the Middle East, found among manuscripts in modern-day Syria among the Byzantine architectural marvels. Of special importance were the copies of the Beatus, the Libina, uh, a commentary on the uh, Apocalypse, first produced in the 7th century by a monk, of the Asturias, over 30 copies were made over the sub subsequent five centuries. They are said to show details of doorways and sanctuaries and forms that were replicated in churches from Asturias to Catalonia across the Pyrenees into area known as Septimania. One of the earliest surviving copies um, still exists today and is now in the United States. Uh, a museum. So you see, there are plenty of of proof that these structures, these arc, uh, these horseshoe arches uh, in 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 architectural compounds and, and monuments. If you Google it, uh, horseshoe arches existed way before the the um, the Islamic Arabs invaded uh, the Iberian Peninsula. Yet Islam likes to say it belongs to them. Um, it takes credit for all of it. 
If the Cartesians and Romans controlled the Iberian Peninsula and built temples in this area, that's not one thing that the Cordoba Mosque and Cathedral, which bears the hallmark of their architectural genius, also belongs to these empires. So how did the Arabs build a mosque? Besides, there were a small handful of Arabs ruling the class um, of the Arab ruling class elites in Spain. It was a Berber invasion and occupation under the umbrella of the Islamic empire. Um, so there are multifoil arches also in the Cordoba Cathedral. Multifoil arches find their origin in Vedic architecture on the Indian subcontinent, used in Buddhist stupas and viharas. They are integral part of Jain architecture, this art form is found in the Buddhist art from the Kingdom of Gandhara, modern-day Afghanistan and Pakistan. This region was colonized by Persians, who then went on to colonize Central Asia. It is not Arab or Bedouin by a long shot. We see arches that are composed of alternating red brick and white stone vuswas. This is a Roman architectural style, probably derived from Berber art. Once he came across the style of architecture uh, at the Casa del Citarista in, in Pompeii, Italy, um, it's also found in the Janta, in the Buddhist caves of Ajanta and Alora in India, which show the same architectural style. So you see multifoil arches used in the Cordoba Mosque. Uh, you have um, you have horseshoe arches used in India. Um, all in, in Indian state of Maharashtra and Buddhist temples in Buddhist areas. This predates Islam, but Islam very clearly takes off its source, puts its name on it, and says it's, Islam is the one who spread all this information everywhere uh, and all this architectural style, which is exactly what they're doing on the Indian subcontinent with the, with the Taj Mahal. This is exactly what they did with the the Bon Jesus Cathedral. So there's a precedence for this. This is not only in India, but there's a precedence all over the world. Islamic architecture does not belong to Islam. It predates Islam. It's Roman, Byzantine, uh, and it's also Cartesian. Um, similarly, uh, Christian architecture belongs to the Romans and Hebrews who build a lot um, of this architecture. If you look at any any cathedral, any mosque, any any um, church which has support beams on the outside, like that of the Cordoba Cathedral and that of uh, the Bon Jesus in, in Goa, you know it existed. There was an existing structure. It was only reinforced. So I will stop this for you. We'll take a little break. I thank you so much for your time. I hope you had a... Uh, I hope you took down notes. I know I do talk very fast and I apologize for that. I like to talk. What can I say? But we will continue this because we still have some more to go on this chapter of how uh, there's a precedence for um, architecture to be colonized by the Islamic and Christian empires and rebranded as their own and then... Uh, leave their dirty laundry of caste and dalit behind to uh, chastise the locals and take away their, their dignity and their confidence. So thank you very much for your time. You have yourself a great day.